Welcome everyone back to the Athlete Maestro Podcast, the sports education podcast that helps young athletes like you break your mental and physical limitations in sports, as well as come up with a strategy and a plan to achieve your sports goals. I'm your host, Tola Uglewe, and this is episode 847, and it's another select edition. Over the next three weeks, guys, there are three of my most favorite athletes that I want to replay their episodes for you. So this episode aired three years ago, some four years ago, and I want you to learn key lessons from it so if you had listened to it the first time fantastic right there are going to be certain things that you miss that i want you to get again if you missed it at all then trust me these are athletes that you have to take in the progress that they made in sports how they got to the level where they got to today's episode guys it's icham elgarouge the world record holder the 1500 meters and we looked at him back in episode three 97 there were three lessons that i wanted you to learn from him the most important of those three lessons is the last one never be afraid of not winning right you always see people talk about fear of failure fear of you know all of those things but how about fear of not winning and this was one of the things that affected hicham el garouge when he was supposed to win his olympic medal from to the point where he actually won it so i want to replay this episode for you don't forget guys the idea behind the Selects edition is episode you might have missed. You get the opportunity to listen to them a second time. So on today's Monday episode, then next week and the following week, three of my most favorite athletes. But we're going to start with Hicham El Garouj. I remember where I was in 2004 when El Garouj crossed the line in the 5,000 meters and instantly held up two fingers to signify the two gold medals that he had won at that Olympic Games, with the first coming in the 1,500 meters. You see, at the time, it was the first time in 80 years that an athlete had achieved the feat. Given the body of work that Elgar Rouge put in, it wasn't surprising. It all started as a teenager when Elgar Rouge was inspired to begin running. After seeing the accomplishment of his countryman Saeed Awita, a gold medalist in the 5,000 meters at the 1984 Olympic Games. At the age of 18, he came third at the World Junior Championships behind Ailey Gabriselassie and Ismail Kimi. It was just the beginning. In the mid-90s, Elgarouz shot to fame with fantastic performances in the 1,500 meters and 5,000 meters. His main rival over 1,500 meters was fellow African star Nuruddin Moseli, who at the time was the world record holder. It was a record El Garouge would eventually break. At the 1995 World Championships, he finished second to Moselli. It was the last time at the World Championships that he would be beating over 1,500 meters. He won gold at the next four World Championships in Athens, in Seville, in Edmonton, and in Paris. At his first Olympic Games in 1996, he fell and finished last. Just one month after that disappointment, he became the first man in four years to beat Moselli over 1500 meters during the 1997 season he set two world indoor records in the 1500 meters and the mile the following year he broke moselli's 1500 meters world record his crowning moment came at the athens olympic games after two disappointments in 1996 and sydney 2000 he won gold in both the 1500 meters and the 5000 meters a feat even the great moselli could not achieve in november 2014 was voted into the IWF Hall of 
theme. Today is your mentor, guys, and there are three lessons that I want you to learn from Icham El Garouj. Now, of course, I don't get to say this often, but if I have favorite athletes, you know, I certainly would have mentioned them on the podcast. And this guy is one of my favorite athletes. Why? You see, because of the class that he oozed, because, you know, of the way he carried himself on the track. You know, you, you see so many athletes who, you know, they don't have that finesse in their running. They don't uh, do things elegantly. You know, one of the other guys that I've seen do that uh, is Michael Johnson, who, of course, competed over the 200 meters and the 400 meters. You know, it, it's more or less like they just glide across the track. And Elga Rouge was one of those guys, one of my favorite guys. So, you know, the middle distance and the distance runnings weren't really my thing because, you know, I don't want to sit down for three, four minutes, you know, and just see guys continue to run around and run around and run around. You know, but when Elga Rouge was going to race, uh, then I was going to watch, you know, because I just I just enjoyed watching him. Of course, if you see or watch his world record performances, when he broke the 1500 meters world record, when he broke the mile world record, you know, you're going to see that feel, you're going to see that gal as well as it relates to his running. You know, but back to the days, so guys three lessons that i want you to learn from him and the first one guys is having a rival is good in sports now if you remember the episode that we did on Irving magic johnson you know so that's the legendary la lakers basketball player and one of the lessons that we talked about as well you know was the rivalry that he enjoyed with larry bird larry bird of course played for the boston celtics magic johnson played for the la lakers and of course these two are rivals when it comes to basketball you know they don't want each other to win you know and that rivalry inspired both players to play at their best so magic johnson is going to check the score from larry bird's game the previous day and says okay how many points did larry bird score okay i'm going to try to top of that larry bird is going to be watching magic johnson's games and he's going to be saying okay how many points did magic score now i have to top with that and of course when magic johnson was diagnosed with hiv and of course he had to step away from basketball Larry Bird comes out to say, where is my inspiration going to come from now? The reason I went out on court and performed to the best of my ability, now that reason is gone. Now that motivation is gone, how am I going to motivate myself? Guys, first lesson from Icham El Garouge, having a rival is good in sports. Now, who is this rival that you might talk about? And of course, I mentioned that in the intro. It was Algerian superstar Nuruddin Moseli. Now, El Garouge from Morocco, Moseli from Algeria. Moseli, previous world record holder in the 1500 meters. In four years, Moseli had never been beaten over 1500 meters. What happens? El Garou slowly but surely kept catching up with him, kept catching up with him, kept catching up with him. And of course, because Moseli himself was so good, you know, these guys inspired each other to put in quality training. Now, of course, if you go into training and you're faffing around and you know that the guy who is the top dog in the 1500 meters has been unbeaten for four years, you know, and you're still slacking and you're still playing around then obviously it means that you're not ready to move forward it means that you're not ready uh, to be the best you're not ready to take the mantle because you know the guy that you're trying to beat is not just one up and coming guy it's not somebody that you know maybe just started doing this last week or maybe uh, someone who you know just by chance maybe all the other stars have been injured that they've been struggling for form then maybe he just finds himself at the top of five no this is a guy who has been unbeaten for four years so how do you beat that guy you get inspired Every single time you try to train, you put in quality work and you beat your time. Guess what? When El Garouge finally beat Moseli and broke his world record, you see, El Garouge would only go on to lose three 1,500-meter races in eight years. In eight years, he was only beaten three times. In the whole of 1997, he lost only one race in the 1,500 meters. Between 1996 and 2000, of course, 1996 Atlanta Olympic Games, Sydney 2000 Olympic Games, he won 45 of 46 races in the 1500 meters just to show you guys how pumped up he was how 
inspired he was to stay top because he knew that look Marcelli is not someone who's going to give up his title easily Marcelli is not someone who is going to you know just lay down and allow me to take over and of course if you flash your mind back to those Atlanta Olympic Games in 1996 where of course Elgar fell and finished last in the race who was the guy he was chasing in that race it was Nurudin Moselli and of course in the beat to catch him and do all those things he tripped up and of course he fell finished last in that race it was absolutely devastating guys having a rival is good in sports so one question that I would ask you, and of course that's a question I asked as well when we looked at Magic Johnson, it was who is your rival? Now, of course, uh, it doesn't mean that you must have that rival physically where, of course, that person is side by side by you. You see, it might be someone across the continent, it might be someone across the world who is vying for the same things that you are vying for. You know, so when you're reading up on all the updates on what that person is doing, you know, it inspires you to train harder because you know that, look, this is a guy who is not relenting. This is a person who is not stopping. This is a person who is not slowing down. So if they're not slowing down, who am I to slow down? I should continue to give my best. I should continue to push. I should continue to do everything possible within my power to ensure that I continue to put in the work so that I can actually catch this guy or maybe I can stay ahead of him. That was what El Garouge did. You see, putting quality work didn't allow the disappointment of his previous performances with Moselli affect him mentally. And of course, stay true to what he did best. And of course, eventually, caught up with Moselli, beat Moselli, broke Moselli's world record and of course in eight years lost only three races over 1500 meters. First lesson guys, having a rival is good in sports. So just look for that person, you know, where you know there's healthy competition between you guys. It doesn't matter if the person knows that oh this is my rival. Now of course that makes it better and of course it makes it more interesting. But even if the person doesn't know, you know, this is a guy that I'm looking up to, this is a guy you know that I want to be better than this is someone that I emulate. And of course that stirs up competition within you and encourages and pushes you to continue to go hard. Second lesson guys that I want you to learn from El Garouge is you can always come back from disappointment of course you know sports is ups and flows you know there'll be times where you know things will go well and of course there'll be times when there'll be disappointment everyone looks at Usain Bolt and sees all the great things that Bolt was able to achieve but what people don't remember was that you know before he shot to fame you know at the Beijing Olympic Games in 2008 Usain Bolt was the guy who was finishing fourth in the 200 meters he was a guy who wasn't even at the time competing in the 100 meters how did he start competing in 100 meters you know he started that by luck so he had had several disappointments before of course busting onto the scene you know and of course taking the world by storm. Elgar Rouge faced the same thing. Now, this is a guy who, from the age of 18, was already a prodigy. This was a guy that people were looking at that, you know, is the next best thing. Of course, even his 1500 meters world record still stands till this day. And people are saying, look, it's going to take a long time before that record is going to be broken. So, he goes into the 1996 Olympic Games. Now, of course, the favorite for that race was Nuri Moselli. And everyone was like, okay, if there's anybody that might stop him, if there's anybody that might topple him, then it's going to be El Garouge because, you know, we've seen this guy come up. We've seen him come into his own. You know, he's strong. You know, has all the fastest to be a great middle distance runner. Guess what? In that race, he gets stripped up. He finishes last. Now, everyone attributes that to, you know, a mistake, error. Anything can go wrong. Anything can happen. It's not that important. You know, you're still young. Sydney Olympic Games in 2000. Now, El Garouge was the favorite in that one because, I mean, it's four years later. In the four years, that period, between that time, he had only lost one race over 1,500 meters. So, I mean, who else was going to beat him? Now, his pace setter 
in that race. Now, of course, this is something that I've talked about as it relates to distance running or even middle distance running, where you're going to have pace setters who set the pace for the race, you know, get everybody to either slow down or move up, depending on the person they are working in conjunction with. Now, of course, El Garouji's pace setter in that race, you know, was the guy who was pretty fast himself. And, of course, the idea was to make the race fast. But because of, you know, El Garouji's mental faculties, you know, in that particular race, guess what? That pace setter goes on to win the Olympic medal to the surprise of the entire world this was a guy who had only been beating once in four years and of course he's finally supposed to grasp this mantle you know as the greatest 1500 meters runner ever to do it with that olympic title and of course guess what he loses out he doesn't win now of course at that point elgaru says that look you know i almost quit i i almost called it you know caught time on my career because i was so devastated i didn't want to do this anymore i didn't want to continue uh, because it was not good for me you know imagine the world expecting you to do something and everything you know just crumbles at your feet but guess what he goes to the 2004 olympic games in athens more or less like a last hurrah he was 29 years old obviously this is not something that i wanted to be doing you know till the end of his life and you know as you get older in middle distance it gets more difficult guess what he goes in there wasn't the favorite for the 1500 meters wins the 1500 meters then he decides to enter for the 5000 meters this is a 5000 meter race that has kenenisa bekele bekele was the 10,000 meters Olympic champion at that Olympics. So it was the 1,500 meters gold medalist Elga Rouge against the 10,000 meters gold medalist Kenenisa Bekele in the 5,000 meters. Guess what? Everyone said Bekele was going to win. It's going to be too much for Elga Rouge, you know, especially, you know, in the last lap where Bekele likes to peel off and, of course, goes into the sprint and stretches the race. Guess what? Elga Rouge was able to keep with him and was able to win that race. Became the first man in 80 years to win the 1,500 and the 5,000 meters. At one single Olympic Games. Guys, you can always come back from disappointment. So, what disappointments have you gone through? What uh, disappointments have you had? What are things that haven't gone your way? You know, how hard have things been for you? Guys, you can always come back from it. Never say never. Do not just close up shop, you know, and put an end to it completely and say, no, these disappointments are too hard for me. And of course, I need to quit. I need to go. If El Garouj had quit, he would not have attained the legendary status that he has achieved. Now, of course, he will be one of the greatest 1500 meters runners, but he won't be the greatest. That crowning moment, bouncing back from those disappointments, is what cemented his legacy as the greatest 1500 meter runner of all time. Number two lesson, guys, you can always come back from disappointment. The final lesson, guys, is never be afraid of not winning. Never be afraid of not winning. Now, of course, I give that example of the Sydney Olympic Games in 2000, where, of course, you know, Elgar Rouge goes in there, is the favorite to win the race. Everyone says, you know, it's slam dunk. He had only lost one race in four years. Up until that point, 45 out of 46 races he had won. And, you know, goes in there, doesn't win. His pace setter in that race, you know, wins and goes on to be Olympic champion. Of course, he talks about quitting and not wanting to race again. And when he was asked about, okay, look, let's even boil it down. And let's see what happened in that race. Why exactly did the race turn out the way it did? And Elgaru says, I had fear. I was scared of not winning so i wanted to do more now distance running is all about pacing you see if you miscalculate and you don't pace yourself well guess what you're not going to do do the business you're not going to win that title and of course this reminds me of sanya richard ross and you know she's an athlete that we're also going to look at in future episode of the podcast you know one of the most dominant 400 meters runners in history and also the olympic title always eluded her now i can't remember which specific olympic it was you know but she goes into that race as the favorite 
the previous Olympics she had lost. I think uh, she had lost. Okay, no, it was that particular one that she lost to Christine Ourugu of Great Britain. You know, she goes into that race as the favorite. Now everyone is saying, you know, she's going to win. She had been largely unbeaten for the previous year. You know, she goes into that race and as the gun goes off, she tears down the track. Now it's the 400 meters, so you obviously have to pace yourself well. Guess what? In the final 200 meters, she absolutely gasped. And I think she finished third or fourth in that race. Now, she overexerted herself. And that is exactly what El Garouge did in that Sydney 2015 meters final. He overexerted. He wanted to do more because he was afraid of not winning. You know, so everyone says I'm the favorite. Everyone says I'm going to win. Everyone says I'm going to do it. I have to prove them right. I have to do it. I have to deliver. Then, of course, he overexerted himself such that when he got to the, you know, final laps of the race, the final meters of the race, he couldn't keep up with the pacers. And of course, pacers says that look, this is an opportunity for me to become an Olympic gold medalist. He takes it with both hands. Elgarouge doesn't win the title. Final lesson, guys: never be afraid of not winning. You see, if you go into a competition, if you go into an event, if you go into anything afraid that you might not win afraid that things might not go well for you afraid that you know things uh, might happen in a particular way guess what you're going to deviate from the tactics that you should follow because of that fear elgaru says i had fear i was scared of not winning so i wanted to do more you see in doing more he actually harmed and hurt his chances of being olympic champion that is how he lost that way so guys final lesson i want you to learn from elgaru is never be afraid of not winning stay true to yourself stay focused stay calm in that race do not let the pressure get to you do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it and of course you're going to go in there calm you say yes he was a favorite for the 2000 olympic games yes everyone expected him to win all he should have done was to have kept his nerves under control to have kept himself under control and to ensure that okay this is the tactic we're going to follow for this race the pacer is going to lead the race you know when it gets up onto that 1000 meter 1200 meters with 300 meters to go okay that is where i now kick that is where i now stretch the race you know so i'm not going to overexert myself and go beyond what exactly i am supposed to do because this is the game plan guys never be afraid of not winning never be afraid of not winning and there you have it, guys. Legendary, legendary Moroccan middle distance runner. Arguably one of the greatest middle distance runners of all time. You would have listened, you know, in that clip where in about a three year span, he went undefeated. He broke the world record. He was favorite going into one of the Olympic Games, right? But guess what? Because of his fear of not winning, he was not able to do the business. And as I said, it's the most important lesson I want you to learn from him. Never be afraid of not winning, right? Because there are expectations, because people want you or need you to do certain things, it shouldn't mean that you should be afraid of not winning. Athlete Marshall, guys, episode 847. Head over to the website, check out the free and paid resources that we have for you there. All of it is geared to helping you break your mental and physical limitations in sports as well as come up with a strategy and a plan to achieve your sports goals. Athletemaestro.com. Check that out. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, you haven't left us a rating and review, what are you waiting for? What your rating and review does is that it helps other athletes find the podcast. Know that this is a worthwhile resource they can use to chase their goals in sports. Athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe if you have any questions whatsoever send me a mail guys tola at athlete maestro.com tola at athlete 
maestro.com. I'll catch you guys on the next episode of the show. Remember, knowing is not enough. You must apply. Willing is not enough. You must do. I want you to go out there. Learn all the lessons you can from Hicham El Garouge. I want you to go out there and I want you to be a maestro today and every single day. <laughs>